0: This year for Thanksgiving, I'm thankful that I don't have to watch another Bears game for two weeks because of their bye week. I'm so sick of this pathetic brand of football. What about you?
1: Well, this year for Thanksgiving, I get to watch the Lions. And then later that week, Michigan. Is there any chance I can hop on the Mayflower or some other boat and hightail it out of here? Welcome to Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. We are the FN Podcast for FN fans of FN sports teams. Every episode we explore the heartbreak, horror, and humiliation of what it means to be diehard fans of these terrible teams. I'm your pessimistic host and Detroit fan, the man in the Michigan hat, and I'm here with my miserable co-host and chicago fan furious george furious what's going on today Whew.
0: what a uh what a horrible week of football
1: <laughs> yeah uh
0: notre dame won Woo. Yay. which is good honestly i was a little worried there for a little bit Boston College was playing a little closer than I like, mm-hmm. uh, but Notre Dame won. That's important. And covered. That's right. But yeah, Which d- didn't help my pick. <laughs> anyway, football was rough this week. Even getting down to our scorecast, like we got screwed over <laughs> on Oof. some games. Some games yeah, for nothing, Kyler.
1: Uh, <laughs> as great as the end of that game was, we just got some bad breaks. Yeah.
0: Um, But at least the NBA draft is this week And the Bulls and the Pistons each have picks within the first ten slots So Mm. that, hopefully, should be a nice midweek palate cleanser for us From our hellish football teams And speaking of our hellish football teams Let's get into our vent sesh
1: Yeah, I mean, what else could we vent about? Um.
0: The State of the Union I don't
1: know (laughs) Uh, <laughs> There's no sounds more, more interesting issue. to me than watching the NFL at this point. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, we'll get more into all these topics. But I thought
0: you're gonna. I you're gonna say, okay, so let's get into the. Let's safety. break down the state.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just rebrand our whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, that may be an option in the future, but for now, we're contractually obligated to discuss these football right. teams. So, shoot your shot, sports. Yeah, shoot your shot
2: not a sponsor
1: yeah. <laughs> um, alright my vent is that Matt Patricia as of today still has a job womp womp Bob Quinn as of today still has a job
0: womp womp
1: Jim Harbaugh as of today is still receiving checks from the University of Michigan and Don Good Brown <laughs> as of today is still employed um, womp womp I mean, really, all my other issues that about my teams, uh, the frustration I feel, like that's where it starts and ends um i mean yeah, I mean,
0: you can blame players when there's obvious and
1: I do well, yeah, and there's <laughs> but, ob- yeah,
0: but it's obvious that this runs deeper mm-hmm. than player personnel issue because if it was players and personnel then you, I think it'd be easier to... When it, when things start to look like a systematic problem with your team mm-hmm. is when you know that it's deeper than the players.
1: And there's been so much of that coming out. Like the recent article this past week that players are drinking mimosas in the locker room after the end of the season because they finally get away from Matt Patricia. I heard about that. Um, you see for Michigan, players just straight up quit on the field. Like, yep. Opting out of the game for kind of borderline injuries which i hey, can't believe I'm not matt judge.
0: stafford hasn't opted out at this point <clears throat> like Opt right. out the rest of the season he's already
1: had issues with testing and yep. he's expressed issues with wanting to be with his family despite protocol and stuff and it's just and he
0: got injured didn't he didn't he get injured
1: he had a thumb injury which x-rays came back negative but i mean he has an injury history it just feels like one of those years when yeah i could see something like that happening but in general like players are quitting on both coaches uh it's clearly evident um there's a cultural problem with both teams Um, and it's it's one of those things where as long as jim harbaugh and matt patricia still have jobs there's nothing that can be done to fix the culture there um which is sad to say especially for harbaugh who's somebody i've had faith in actually in the past i've never liked patricia but um Really, that is the sum of the problems. And there's no reason either should have a job at this point. Patricia has done plenty to show you who he is and should have been fired he should have been fired each of the past like four weeks. And even despite winning against Washington, that was a terrible game. We'll get more into that, but giving up a twenty four to three lead, he should have been fired mid game, honestly. Like there's no reason Patricia should still have a job. And then we talked about this after the Michigan game, but if players are quitting on harbaugh the longer he's here the more it affects your recruiting and um for somebody who just clearly seems to it's it's hard to say doesn't care because i'm not going to question his loyalty to the program and as a former player like i think he cares but he's just not as engaged as he has been in the past um so yeah i mean i'm kind of rambling at this point but Several people have jobs who should not, and they're holding back uh, the growth and the ability to improve for my teams.
0: So you're you're in favor of growing the unemployment rate in America?
1: Yes, hmm. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> By whatever percentage, four jobs would be.
0: <laughs> I hope that somebody who's watching this, if they if they if we have releases in video format, I hope they chunk just that one part. Of you endorsing unemployment rates in America. (laughs) So
1: you're in favor. Yes. That's the whole clip. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: My event sesh also relates to jobs. (laughs) But really. So look. We're recording this on Monday night. I just got done watching. To me. The worst Bears game of the season. Probably one of the worst Bears games I can remember in my life. Um, Which is a little unfair. Because most of the really bad ones. I just block out. And I don't even really remember them. So there yeah. probably were worst ones but this one just it just it just hit different because it was a game where i i grew up with the brian Erlacher, charles tillman mike brown uh lance briggs bears defense and devin hester's the punt return i grew accustomed to the bears special teams and defense winning games for you yep and this game the defense and special teams was trying everything in their power to win this game for the bears. And they still sucked ass. (laughs) Just, they were so bad. The bears had a total of 14 yards of offense in the second half of the game (sighs) averaged 1.4 yards per play. And for the game, they averaged four yards per pass play. Per pass. For passes. For passing, crap. they averaged four yards.
1: That's just almost impossible levels of an I know. Like, it seems like at some point you would accidentally break off a 10 yard play, which would double your yardage. Yeah, it's just. I, uh, yeah.
0: I, I tweeted out during the game jokingly, like, Are we certain that the forward pass is still legal in the NFL? Because every single time the Bears line up to, like, it doesn't matter what down it is or how many yards they have to go, they like to throw the ball, like, 10 yards directly to the left or the right, and then that person has to run for a first down from there. And we've seen the screen work maybe once every 70 times or whatever for the Bears. It's... Yeah. It looks awful, and what pissed yeah. me off the most was the bears got the ball they're 6 points down they very well could like they, they were in positive territory they were at like the 40 the like the 46 of the vikings yep. like you have to go 46 yards to get a touchdown any like even the jets offense i feel like could do that
1: i feel like any offense in the nfl with how well the Bears defense played tonight, you could have put any other offensive unit in the NFL paired with that defense and they would have won the game tonight.
0: I agree. And so uh, first down, it was like a run, a Patterson run. And he got like, he got like three yards or something. Cool. The next two plays, not just one, but the next two plays, each one is one of these screen passes where you throw the ball Ten yards across the field to the left or the right, but it's also two or three yards behind the line of scrimmage. And then you expect the guy to run to pick up that yardage.
1: Make someone miss. And that. I could
0: under I, could, I understood calling that on second down. I didn't like it, but I understood calling it on second down. But then you call it the exact same on the other side of the field for third down. What mm-hmm. are you thinking? And Matt Nagy, yeah. you know, look, props to him. The dude <laughs> You know, people criticized him a lot for his ego, but the dude was humble enough to give up his play-calling duties, which is like the only reason he's here, really. Right. And he gave him up because he's like, "Look, we need to see if we can do anything different." And uh, he gave him to Bill Lazor, and there were times Bill Lazor's offense looked oh, looked decent, like competent. But on the whole, when it mattered most, it was god awful. It was just horrible. And, uh, yeah, so yep. a lot of people have been tweeting out, uh, then, I mean, then just this game was just so bears, like one, your offense looks horrible. The defense looks good. The defense keeping you in the game, the special teams keeping you in the game. Like you're actually scoring points because of these other phases of the game. Um, bears, Keeping Dalvin Cook in check. Not mm-hmm. letting Kirk Cousins really eat them alive too much. Um, I mean, the Bears allowed 19 points. In the modern NFL, you can't be upset with that.
1: Yeah. And The Vikings only had like three or four positive drives. You basically shut yeah. them down the rest of the game. Yeah.
0: And this game was just so Bears because despite, again, a good defensive performance, a good special teams performance, you... the offense was so bad yeah and you it, as a result kurt you allow Kirk cousins to come to your home field get his first win against the bears as a member of the vikings matt nagy's first loss against the vikings as a bears coach mm-hmm. um matt nagy's first loss to an nfc north non-packers team in his time as the bears coach which is crazy uh, yeah. Kirk cousins first monday night football win in his career um, yep. <clears throat> so many things that are like historically bad for you and then to boot like the nail in the coffin was Nick Foles getting carted off the field due to what appears to be a leg or hip injury from what we're hearing yeah that did not look if, good if he's carted off the field I don't have a lot of confidence that he can return and to be honest the way he was playing tonight I don't know that you really want him to return and honestly the, the worst part as a Bears fan is I don't even know if there are, are any answers I I think at this point yep. like blowing it up is going to answer questions just as much as it would have tr- you trying to like you would spend just as much time blowing everything up and starting over as you would trying to figure out what is the most, what is the biggest issue with this Bears offense and it's clear that in this case, that not only is it the is it the players, it's also the coaches, mm-hmm. the front office. Every level that contributes to the Bears offense has a big problem. And that is, other than Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is the one shining light. And guess what? Because he chose not to extend him this year because the Bears suck and cannot get him a competent quarterback to throw to him. Guess who's not going to be on the Bears next year?
1: Yeah, that's so.
0: Yeah, uh, like one of the places I've heard rumored for Allen Robinson is Houston, which I would love to see. I would love hmm. to see Robinson go down there. You know, Watson would love to have mm-hmm. a new number one after his old number one got shipped off for a bag of <laughs> a box <laughs> of Twinkies.
1: Yeah, more on that later. We're gonna get to that. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but uh, man, I just this game just was one of those games where it ripped my heart out and like stomped on it and then shot it and then stomped on it some more and then microwaved it and then mm. carved it up and ate it for dinner
1: like wow just one of those. very vivid yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah
0: and so here here's where i'm at um it bears are going to a bye week uh and then we go and play with the packers at lambeau field i i don't think it's going to happen but I think the Bears need to just—I think heads need to roll now. Hmm. I think you need like start cleaning house. Maybe you don't fire everybody. Maybe start by firing the GM Ryan Pace. Hmm. He's not going to have any more important calls to really make this year, right? So fire him. Send a message in that way. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. You need look. You're you're actually in a decent position if you were to fire the coaching staff because you'd probably fire everyone keep Chuck Pagano and he coached he was a head coach before like you wouldn't be totally incompetent he's, in terms of head coaching
1: i honestly so, think he's going to be gone after this year to, another team, anyway. to another team anyway he's going to get head coaching offers maybe. so maybe give him a chance for the bears i at, like at, pagano it'd be interesting at this
0: point at this point i I also tweeted out another thing. I said, are, does anyone else want to see if Virgi- 97-year-old Virginia McCaskey can call an
1: offense? Cause yes. I <laughs> yes, said, I do. I, I really
0: want to see that. <laughs>
1: uh, but, Where man. are the leather helmets? She <laughs> <laughs> should run some kind of like triple option or something. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, probably a <laughs> bunch of racial
1: slurs from her. And- <laughs> <laughs> All the nicknames for the plays are just super insensitive. <laughs> yeah. I just – this game this game was just
0: yeah. rough, and I, I think heads need to roll. And I can't call it my source because I don't have an inside source, but this guy I follow on Twitter who does have an inside source into the NFL front offices, um, he has tweeted out today that there has been tension in Hal's Hall this week. Um, and because things offensively tonight – did looked the same as they have this whole uh, past three weeks that George McCaskey is going. He, he said, I wouldn't want to run into George McCaskey next week. Yeah. Um, he also tweeted that he doubts that there'd be anything that they would do mid season, but that it's a real possibility for after the season's over. And at this point, it yeah.
1: If like, the bears miss the playoffs, you have to fire. I think Nagy. Okay.
0: If the Bears make the playoffs, you keep keep, Nagy. Because somehow he was able to inspire this team from the depths of despair into willing them into the playoffs. Yeah. Like that would be okay, yeah, he's the head coach we want because that is just inspirational stuff. But, 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 but either even if that ha- were to happen i think Ryan Pace needs to get fired
1: cuz he still built the disaster that yes. Nagy would have to somehow scramble yes. yeah to win and you with, know it'd yeah. be
0: you know you know it the bears best shot to win a playoff game would be to get the best wild card spot which is unlikely mm-hmm. and to then play the eagles or the giants or the football team who or the cowboys whoever ends up with that yeah get division. that first first
1: round by yeah
0: <clears throat> yeah exactly um
1: so I don't
0: see that happening. So yeah, if the Bears make the playoffs, first round exit. I think you keep Nagy because you made it to the playoffs with an abysmal stretch. Okay. But I don't see it happening, and yeah, I, I don't, don't. I you know starting out five and one, I would have I would have bet a lot of money, not only for the Bears to make the playoffs, but for the Bears to probably win a playoff game, for the Bears to probably win. With or end the season with more than ten wins, I probably would have bet money on that. And well, the now, percentages
1: were just crazy high at that point. Yeah.
0: Now I think they're going to end below five hundred. I really do. Like, <sighs> I don't. I don't see. I I don't see how anything else. Could change. I, I'm. I think you're looking at very seriously seven and nine or six and ten. Like, yeah, of the games you have left, you have. One against the Lions, one against the Jaguars, one against the Texans. Guess what? You almost lost to the Lions week one. The Texans have a much superior quarterback than you, and I think could definitely beat you. The Jaguars gave the Packers a run for their money, so they sure as hell could give you a run for your money. Mm -hmm. And then the other two games are against the Packers. And... I don't care how much. It, I don't care if Kyle Fuller doesn't let Devontae Adams catch a single pass in that game. I don't have any. I don't have enough confidence in the Bears' offense to be able to score against what people like to call the vaunted Packers defense,
1: <laughs> which is a bad defense, but it's bad against the run. And if the Bears yeah, can't the take Bears advantage no of that, game. then yeah.
0: And so anyway, <clears throat> I'm going really long on this, but I think. And really, this segue, our first main topic is the Bears game. And really, there's not much more that needs to be said about this because Mm -hmm. it was atrocious, abysmal on every level for the offense. The defense played great. The special teams were great. But at this point, what benefits your team most? And it might hurt to hear this, Bears fans, but is hanging on to your studs the best move for this team? Like... And I'm not saying that I think it is one way or the other. I haven't decided that yet, really. But just a question I'm asking myself: Are you talking is, like
1: Mac and yeah, Hicks? Is
0: Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Jackson, hmm. uh, Allen Robinson, if you were able to f- like sign and trade him or something like Fuller? Yeah, I don't know how much you'd I feel really, like he's a piece. Fuller is very. Around, but. Fuller is disrespected a lot. Like he's very under the radar. So I don't know how much you
1: get. I feel like you're not gonna get what he's worth.
0: Yeah. So but anyway, like those are big names. That's like the cornerstones of your defense I just mentioned. Right. And you're one good offensive player. Is it that crazy to really trade them and and see what you can get? Like I don't know. If I'm the Bears, I'm considering it at this point. Like, if I'm the Bears, I'm I've said this. And I, I, half jokingly, half seriously, I don't care how much of the future you have to mortgage, you get Lawrence. (laughs) Like I have said, I don't care if you have to trade the next 20 first-round draft picks. (laughs) Get Trevor Lawrence.
1: (laughs) Well, if you're talking about trading those huge names on defense, then something like that becomes – if you end the season with six wins, let's just say, I think you end up with more than that. But say worst case, you go six and ten, and you're willing to move people like that. Maybe you could get into the top three. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna start like stress eating now, but
1: (laughs) no. Like you said, that our main topic first up was the Bears, with that being the most recent game. Um, So yeah, you you hit a lot of good stuff. I. It's tough because a couple things I think of is like this season, the quick start. You saw them have a quick, a good start going five and one despite the offense. And what that did is it bought you some time to figure out the offense, but that window is shrinking. And now it feels like You're you ran out of time and you ran out of time now with your two best quarter, the the two quarterbacks who started this year, both being hurt. Um, and so it feels like you've kind of lost the time that you bought yourself with that hot start. Um, and then you You're- talk about a, another window, the window for your defense like the past few years your defense provided you with a window to be a real contender and it was just wasted by not ever being able to find answers on offense and i think Gase has to answer to that like how how do you not make a big free agent move or an impactful draft pick or not use the one you did get with commit like there's things like that where it, it's inexcusable, and it should cost you your job to waste a defense like this, especially if this could potentially be the last year of having somebody, this core. Somebody tweeted out, too, and we were like,
0: Ryan Pace has acquired quarterbacks the following ways. He signed Mike Glennon, he drafted Mitch Trubisky high, and he traded for Nick Foles. None of them have worked out. Mm. You really want him to pick another quarterback.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, um. Just especially if you're not going to be in the mix for field or for Lawrence and possibly not for fields, then you really need to be able to, that's a huge pick if you're going to be taking a quarterback, because then you're in that mid level where there's going to be at least one guy in that range who is a, a franchise quarterback. Yep. But you have to be able to identify him. And yeah, if, if based on his track record, I wouldn't have a ton of faith in Gase to make that pick pace. Or pace, yeah. Case. <laughs> oh, Freudian um, slip.
0: Uh, for real. <laughs> um
1: Yeah. It, yeah, one, that's hmm.
0: here's a gut check, Bears fans. At one point this season, after the Packers bye week, Packers came out of their bye week and got blown out by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. The Bears were five and one and in first place. The Packers were four and one. You are now one half game. Above both the Lions and the Vikings, and you're staring at a very real possibility that you could go from first in the NFC to last in or in the NFC North. Right to last in the NFC North.
2: Hmm.
0: That is another reason you should be you should your job is fireable. Like yeah. you cannot allow that to happen. Well, enough about the Bears.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Again, I'm gonna keep stress eating through this. Also, I'm just <laughs> objectively blame. hungry, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: blame you. Yeah, it's uh, even not being a Bears fan; it's hard to not relate to the frustration and just yeah, the the futility of the past few years, kind of all culminating now. It's yeah. Mm. 2018 was
0: so promising. Yeah, Trubisky looked like he could really. Like, he wasn't amazing, but he looked like he could be the quarterback of the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the best, most interesting creative offenses in the league. Yep. And in Bears history.
1: Nagy was seen as one of the best offenses. Nagy was the coach of the year. Yep. And And Pace was
0: the executive of the
1: year. And then 2019, it was easy to kind of look at that as maybe that's just a down season. And then 2020 is the bounce back year where you you get the real Bears again. Um, Yep. But now it looks like 2018 was the anomaly and not 2019. So Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, I'm convinced more and more that the reason the Bears were good in 2018 was because of the acquisition of Khalil Mack.
1: Yeah. Think
0: about that charge he gave the Bears in that mm-hmm. first game against the Packers. They lost that game, but everyone thought the Bears were a joke and Khalil Mack comes out and knocks Rodgers out of the game, mm-hmm. then uh, uh, intercepts Deshaun Kaiser and takes it back for an inter- a, a touchdown. And I think that carried over Khalil, that whole season.
1: Yeah, like, he's still been good the past couple years, and he's still one of the better defensive players in football right now. But 2018 Khalil Mack was, like, one of the best single season a defensive player's had that I can remember. Like he was yeah. historically good. Unfortunately
0: for him, Aaron Donald had, like, 23 sacks that year or something crazy. Yeah. Was, yeah.
1: <laughs> he and Aaron Donald have been, like, the two comparison players yep. for a while. But, yeah, it's – uh. And then even this year, like make some you made some moves where it looks like the defense got even better, and the secondary is a little more experienced. Like there was a lot of reasons I think, and I mean you see it on the field now that this was going to be a historically good Bears defense, possibly even right now is better than the 2018 defense. That's um, another
0: thing, by the way. Yeah, you signed Robert Quinn to big money. Mm-hmm. He has one sack on the season.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. It looked like a big move when it was made, and it's just been... I mean, part of that is maybe he's, I, I haven't looked much at his plays or I haven't seen any film or anything that breaks it down. Maybe it's just because there's so many other good players. It's just you can only... The stats can only go so far, but it does seem like he's not making a huge impact. I and you know.
0: can you can go all you want and say, oh, well, you have to excuse some signings here or there, especially was perceived in general as a good one. But mm-hmm. Pace said too many of those, so he's yeah. done. I need to stop talking about this. Let's move on to the Lions.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of yeah, incompetent leadership, bad GM. Um, so I talked about Patricia. I vented about Patricia a lot, and he deserves a lot of criticism, and he does not deserve a job. But I, Bob Quinn Bears like, hired Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> um. Just wait Bob. until you hear my, about my effin' idiot
0: later. It regards bears
1: and coaching. Mm. Interesting. Um, Bob Quinn is also just—he's just bad. Like <laughs> during the season, Patricia is the one who's highlighted because he's the one who's costing us games week after week. Uh, and Quinn, just so everyone done, knows.
0: The Bears' Robert Quinn is different from the Lions' Bob Quinn. Yeah,
1: important to note. But if uh, <laughs> if Robert Quinn would like a job, I would take him as GM at this point. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Man. Like, he's done some things that... Like, getting Everson Griffin at the deadline. Like, that was a good move. Like, it made the Lions better at the time. Still kind of was a team that was seen as maybe been in the hunt. Like, he's done some stuff like that. But... I just had to mention really quickly because you talked about um, pace just making too many moves that backfired or were just didn't have the impact that they should have. Um, And just the way Quinn has constructed this team and the drafts he's had, the fact that after several years, he still has not been able to put a competent defense on the field. Um, Really, this was just to go back to my original vent cessation which is just I'm going to break down a little bit of the Lions game, some of the stuff I saw, but all the issues ultimately start and end with the GM and the coach and ultimately ownership. But, I mean, what can you do on that? Um, okay, so Lions game. Like, I almost have to remind myself that the Lions won the game. The feeling this I week is – I watched most of that game. I wondered if you would because, yeah, obviously the Bears weren't playing then and yeah. – uh, But, like, the feeling this week of, like, preparing for this episode and thinking through our teams feels like the weeks when all of our teams lost. Like, there's no positivity coming out of this win. Um, The Lions had to come back, and I give a lot of credit to Stafford and Prater because um, they both made amazing plays. They were clutch when they needed to be. Prater was, yeah. Prater kicks a 59-yard game winner. Um, Stafford was just, like... I retweeted today where it's like I th- I think the Vikings had the ball at the end of the half with 40 seconds left and they just like go to the locker room like they just end the half take a knee or whatever it's like you take it's easy to take Stafford for granted like the fact mm-hmm. that he's one of the few guys in the NFL that you can trust to drive down the field with less than a minute and no timeouts yep. um and so Stafford deserves a lot of credit. He does not deserve how bad the Detroit Lions are and how bad the defense is. If he was on, I continue to have the belief that if he was on a team, if he went to the Bears right now, uh, or any team that has a competent defense, that he immediately makes that team to brings that team to the next level he can turn a non-playoff team into a playoff team he can turn a playoff team into a super bowl contender like he's that let me just express
0: to you real quick how bad i think the bears offense is uh-huh. does matt stafford make this offense better yes does matt stafford make this offense middle of the league Aver- like average i still have big question if he could do that by himself like yes the quarterback is a big problem but have you guys like been watching these bears games you have a running game that does nothing you have a passing game where even when balls are thrown well their receivers aren't catching it and other than robinson
1: yeah what makes me say maybe is because he's played with terrible running games his whole career like the first like six years of his career he never had a hundred yard rusher um so i mean if anybody could maybe he could um, but, no, that's a good point. There's there's bigger issues there than just quarterback. Um, but, yeah, Stafford gets a lot of credit. I Yeah, I will continue to defend him. I love Stafford, and he deserves better. But the fact you that You love we, him.
0: Why don't you marry him? Maybe I
1: will. <laughs> um, the fact that we were up 24-3, to 3, really blowing out the Redskins. Oh, sorry. The Washington football team. Watch how, your language. How insensitive
0: of me. Um, um, As somebody who grew up on an Indian reservation.
1: Right. I should know better. Yeah. Hey, um, man. Dominating that game in every phase, which you didn't even feel that good doing that. It's just, yeah, this is what you should do. And then against you allow, a one
0: legged Alex Smith.
1: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> which, yeah, good for him. Like
0: peg leg Smith is what I hear. They calling him. <laughs> I didn't hear that but I mean the, yeah. no I'm joking I'm no, joking I know. Yeah, I know. they will now um okay that is actually not alex if he went by alexander smith that could be a good pirate name alexander and especially smith. if he did have a peg leg or a and pet an eye parrot. patch right, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. i could see it I'm sorry yeah. i shouldn't be laughing the fact that he <coughs> almost died from a leg infection but that was, that was kind of crazy, them talking – like, I knew some of the basics, but then, like, during the game, them saying, like, he went to a military hospital that specializes in, like, amputees and, yeah, yeah. like, war injuries, and the Secretary of Defense had to sign off on him as a civilian being able to go there. And, I like, the only football player to ever have that severe of an injury. It, it is – like, it's crazy. I wish him the best moving forward. Like, it's a good story, and I – uh, you got to support the guy, you know. It's just uh, he should not have been able to lead a comeback against yeah. against you. Like no offense, but he's just not he's not a high enough level quarterback to excuse that happening. Being up twenty four to no, and being up twenty four to three with a few minutes left in the third quarter, that game should have been over. You allowed them to come all the way back and tie the game. Um, I couldn't believe it didn't
0: go to overtime.
1: Yeah, it felt like. A game that goes to overtime the washington football team wins the toss and just goes down the field and wins because the lions defense wasn't going to be able to stop them so um, maybe that
0: secretary of defense should take over for matt patricia i mean he clearly yeah. knows defense right he's <laughs> right. the there, secretary of it <laughs> he must
1: <laughs> just puts like drones and stuff on the field and <laughs> digs trenches yeah um <laughs> Trenches. what era are we living in world war one secretary of <laughs> <laughs> well our ownership is 100 years uh, in the past so it seemed appropriate yeah right um yeah uh. I, I have no positives to come out of this win I even the most positive um, optimistic lions fans that i follow on social media have nothing good to say after this win uh yep it's a team that's just firmly planted in mediocrity at this point with they're like the inverse of the bears where you're no matter how good your offense is, your defense is just too bad for you to really do anything. Like you're never going to be a contender with one of the worst defenses in football. Um, and
0: it's insane for the offense.
1: Yeah. And uh, you just can't be that one dimensional and one sided and the, Bear, the lions offense Especially without Kenny Galladay, is just not good enough to win despite their defense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no nothing good to say coming out of this win at four and five. I, it's going to be one of those things where now the Lions are still going to be on those graphics when you look at in the hunt. They show at the end of every game. Here's the standings. Here's in the hunt. If the Lions are in the hunt, then I'm uh, a con- like a, I'm a possible candidate for head coach next year. Like there's <laughs> they're not in the hunt. Like mathematically, you could say they are. But this team is just not – when you look at the other teams the NFC, this team has no chance to make the playoffs. So we're just stuck in mediocrity, like a 500-level team yep. who is probably going to win enough games to bring Patricia and Quinn back. Um, and that's just a bad place to be. <laughs> uh, I, I, I hate uh... rooting for losses, but I can still at the same time acknowledge that a loss would have been a better outcome for us at that point. Yeah. Um, because there's, there were rumors – going into that game that if we lost that game, it was going to be the final game for Patricia and Quinn. I don't know how true that is, or at least for Patricia. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, But if we look at this coming season and we have these guys coming back, you're going to look back at games like this and wonder, what if we would have lost some of those games that ultimately didn't help us anyway, because it's not like we're going to make the playoffs. Um, Just disappointing. like. If you're going to be bad, be bad, but just don't be a mediocre 500 level team that does just enough to not change things. Like yeah. So yeah.
0: <clears throat> you know About, what is is, yeah. is interesting is, you know, the Lions now have multiple games like the Falcons uh, where they have this big lead that they give up and everything. Yeah. And it just made me think like that week when <laughs> Todd Gurley accidentally scored a touchdown <laughs> right. for the Lions to win. Um that was the Falcons out lionsing the Lions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Both teams wanted to lose that game so badly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, I'm gonna give you a, a second to gather yourself. Um and I'm gonna talk about so you had one team that won. I had one team that won. The team that won for me is like definitely has way more bright future ahead I, than
1: it's actually a real contender at least. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: Uh, so number two, Notre Dame, uh, goes into Boston College and does win. I don't even remember the score. They won by like twenty or something. It was it was a comfortable win. You still give up thirty one to Boston College was the most you gave up for the season other than against Clemson. Mm. Um, so that wasn't great, being that they're unranked. Uh, but, look, the point th- – the reason this was a big game was because after a big win, like you do against Clemson, uh, there's always concern about a letdown game um, or a trap game, mm-hmm. um, a game where you're going to be like, oh, look how good we are. We beat Clemson. or just kind of kind of waltz through this game, and you get beat. Uh, but Notre Dame, I think there was elements of that in the first half, but it, in the end they were able to keep um, – their eyes focused on the prize and they knew that beating Clemson was not the ultimate goal this season. It was just a major step to getting there and that their next goal was to go undefeated the rest of the season. So I don't have much analysis other than Notre Dame just keeps the the, Ian book, by the way, continues to impress. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be, I mean, he might get a Heisman vote. He's not going to be a real Heisman candidate this year um some people projected that he could have like kind of a dark horse run at it this year uh doesn't look like it to me however ever since the beginning of the clemson game and now in this boston college game this dude is on fire right now and Mm -hmm. he's coming on fire the best time you could possibly want during the season um he's making throws on point he's making good decisions with the ball and I think the other thing that's being overlooked is when the pocket does collapse, he is doing everything in his power to extend the amount of time he has in that pocket by moving around, moving the pocket, different sides of the field, mm-hmm. creating plays. And that's ultimately what you want from your quarterback is somebody who can create plays, a playmaker. And that's what Ian Book's been doing. So <laughs> prop big props to Ian Book props to notre dame keep on doing what you're doing they have a bye week this week and then they have a really big game on black friday against north carolina and yep. that is they have two games left north carolina and then they have their makeup game against wake forest and wake forest i haven't followed at all this season so i have no idea if they're any good at all but north carolina definitely is not bad um good coach good quarterback um <clears throat> So we will have to see how that game goes. I think that's the next big challenge for Notre Dame. Um and, you know, if they if they win out at this point, you know, you're they they're going to go to the ACC Championship game against Clemson presumably. Mm-hmm. And even if you lose that game, if you're competitive, you have a good shot to still even make the college yep. football playoffs. So, um things are looking up for notre dame and south bend other than the crime uh but uh (laughs) (laughs) is crime a problem in south bend i
1: i don't know probably (laughs) probably (laughs) actually i think i think it is i feel like indiana towns with me living in indiana have (laughs) it's got nothing on gary no (laughs) 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 yeah but uh yeah it's interesting
0: no offense if you're a listener from gary by the way <laughs> shout out to gary
1: <laughs> lovely this time of year
0: maybe we should do an on location episode
1: yeah maybe g- not gary gary. <laughs> <laughs> we should go to the I have you ever been to the rail cats games there they no. have like a is it double a there's some baseball team there um i think it's a double a team it sounds like that
0: sounds like the name of a team from Gary.
1: The Gary Railcats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're fun. It's fun to go to, like, minor <laughs> league baseball games. So, yeah.
0: Oh, not a man. <laughs> All right. Uh, last game. I know, you, I know you intentionally chose not to watch this game, but I know you at least looked at highlights and everything. <sighs> um, what do you have to say about Wisconsin at the big house destroying Michigan?
1: What a joke! So yeah, if you don't follow me on Twitter, like I mentioned at some other places, but been I doing chose that plug to not a
0: lot lately. Like every episode, you'd be like, "By the way, if you follow me
1: on Twitter," <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to promote it. Shut up. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't want to be that guy who like makes a big deal out of I am not watching this game, but I I, I just wanted to like it shows how done I am with this team yeah. that I haven't missed a game a Michigan I mean, you game since high school. A couple-
0: you expressed a couple episodes ago how like you were f- starting to feel like you just needed like a mental break. Yeah, and, and I just couldn't wait till the bye bi- week,
1: <laughs> so uh, I made this my bi- a bye bi- week. Um, they don't have one, right? Yeah, you're right because the Big Ten schedule. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, good on you. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a cancellation at some point, but yeah, yeah. Um, Ho- hopefully so, uh, for your
0: sake against Ohio State. <laughs> that would be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I so I just I couldn't do it this week. Um. Coming off two rough games, going into a game I knew that Michigan was going to lose, and they lost it in historic fashion. Uh, The worst margin of victory Michigan has ever lost to Wisconsin by all time. Um, I think it's the worst margin of victory Michigan's lost by at home. And I I don't I'm not even going to make up the stat because I can't remember. But, like, breaking records for how bad this loss was and uh i did not watch a minute of it <laughs> i saw some of the highlights afterwards um saw a lot of like twitter commentary and read some articles after basically the biggest takeaway i saw from people who did suffer through this game is that based on the body language the effort of players um the roster we put out there and players who, who didn't play it is very clear at this point that jim harbaugh has lost the locker room and don brown has lost the locker room um yep that's very apparent, even from an outsider's perspective like, like mine, and
0: a newer college football fan's perspective. It's yeah. very evident.
1: And I don't want to be that boomer who makes it too big of a deal out of tradition, and oh, yeah, you can tell, like, we just, we have guys who aren't proud to wear the logo, but like... You don't <laughs> <So> honor
0: I, <laughs> the Maze and blue
1: <laughs> So I don't want to read too much into things like that, but... It is kind of telling. They do that whole thing where they run out under the banner, jump and touch the banner, and you watch the players come out of the tunnel and just kind of slightly jog, like power walk onto the field, jump up and just slightly touch it, the, the, the banner. And yeah. when the team is good and when they're confident, like they sprint out of the tunnel, jump and like tomahawk slam, touch the banner, like everybody's all hyped up and the body language. Before the game even started, it was just clearly players are unengaged and don't care. Um, Those
0: dimwitted Apple Johns, you should rescind <laughs> your scholarships.
1: <laughs> right, like that's why I want to be careful, like reading too much into something that has even happened. It's not even a play on the field, but it does say something. Uh, yeah. when you're a coach who's trying to build a culture and then hardball comes out after the game and says we got to find those players who are willing to to play and fight like hell for michigan i'm like oh that's something you can say if you're a first year head coach Like, you come in you've got this whole team in front of you that you didn't put together and now i've got to try to find who those players are you yeah, built re- this team you've been
0: recruiting since 2015 jim
1: all these players are players you picked and you recruited and you signed like this is your team. You can't come out and say we need to find players. If you haven't been finding players, what have you been doing? You know, this goes back find to something. These
0: this goes back to something you mentioned. This was like a this is a long time ago on Frustration Nation. I don't even remember which episode. It was definitely one we recorded in the summer before we knew if football was even going to happen, but I remember you talked about your frustration with Michigan and how they are seemingly successful in recruiting five-star recruits or highly rated recruits, but then they don't perform. And Shea Patterson, I know, was your example with Mm -hmm. that. And maybe you're starting to see that with Harbaugh. Maybe the name was enough that you're able to get, you know, and the fact that he brought Michigan back into competitiveness for a time was what you needed to bring recruits back to Michigan, but now there's no... Once they get to Michigan, there's nothing to develop them. There's to no help development. There's on no improvement,
1: skill. and it, it, it's almost seemingly like you're bringing these guys in who have high stars in front of their name, but aren't a fit. And since you don't you haven't even built any kind of culture, there's no way to evaluate how well they're going to fit with your culture. Like you had these developmental teams, like Wisconsin, Northwestern, Michigan State under D'Antonio, like people who do this really well. They find the right players to fit their culture and what they want to do. But Michigan has no idea what they want to do. Um, Michigan has a a strong history and a strong brand, but they don't have a culture. Like a culture specifically relating to this head coach. Bears. Yeah, exactly. It's the same story. You can't build your team culture, your locker room culture on a history. Like that's great for trying to bring in a coach or – it's great for your donors. Like it's great for it worked, brand deals. It, it
0: works for specific. Like last year was the Bears' 100th year of mm-hmm. existence. Like it works for specific things like that. Like, all yep. right, Mich- Like, all right, boys, been 150 years of Michigan football. Like, you know, let's, you know, whatever. I think it could work for like one every 50 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. That can't be always what you're going back to.
1: And that's not going to carry you to the next level. Like You need to come in oh, and yeah. establish a unique culture and a unique like, ability of your current coaches and your current players. You can't just coast by on the Michigan brand. Um, and in six years, Harbaugh hasn't done anything aside from recruiting at a higher level. And like he has definitely improved the program based on how it was when he came in but he hasn't done anything to take it to the next level or show that he has the ability to create a unique culture. Um, so, do, yeah. Do you, you want to know from an outsider's
0: perspective how bad Michigan is?
1: <laughs> Not really, but go ahead.
0: <laughs> Michigan is – this is going to sound like a Jeff Foxworthy joke.
1: Michigan is so
0: bad. How or bad no, it's are a, they? That's Jay Leno, Jay Leno, right? R- right, right. Michigan is so bad. How bad are that they? To me, against Michigan State – it was hilarious and like an internet meme, instant meme of Harbaugh's boner <laughs> looking mask.
1: Yeah. Which he, yeah. The,
0: the following two weeks when I've seen him continue to do that for some reason, I don't even like laugh or even crack a smile anymore. I just like shake my
1: head. It's just sad.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's not even funny anymore. It was, it was funny when they were getting upset by Michigan State because at that point, Michigan looked pretty good against Minnesota and, one and oh and everything you're feeling good Mm -hmm. getting upset by michigan state it's kind of funny and now you just see michigan failing and failing and your coach looking more and more like an imbecile Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh he just looks
1: lost honestly um and you kind of i don't understand how
0: john hasn't given him a call and say hey hey brother can you you should take the mask and wear it differently
1: (laughs) yeah john has no issues wearing a mask like a normal adult yeah yeah, jim harbaugh's trying to find like next he's gonna try to find out is there some way i can fit my hat under this mask too i honestly
0: just couldn't believe that he kept doing it like the first week against michigan state i was like okay he's just trying something new clearly not working out this game but he thought it was great
1: yeah (laughs) Did he? Did he say that? Well, no, but he clearly thought it worked because he did it the next week. He's like, yeah, that was good. (laughs) Has nobody on the press asked him about that? (laughs) I don't know because there's this one. I I think it was during the Michigan – no, it was the next, it was against Indiana. There was a time, I think coming out of halftime, where he didn't have the mask on. He just had like the sleeve pulled Oh, up. yeah, I think I saw that. And then he lowers that and he somebody hands him the headset and the headset already has the mask Yeah, over I it. saw that. I'm I like, that. so you created this contraption, <laughs> this mask headset combo that you think is perfect. Like, you intentionally it's like new have superhero. it look like that. Yeah, it's yeah. just, uh, oh, it's just a joke. Michigan's a yeah. laughing stock at this point. I didn't think it could get this bad. Definitely not this fast, but with the talent level on the team, I didn't think it was possible to drop this far. Um oh. and maybe it's spoiled, but yeah, and one and three did not seem possible for Michigan. And, and here we are. It's
0: evident that unless somehow they're able to pull a miracle and beat Ohio State. Yeah. It's evident that this coaching staff is gone. Yeah. And Maybe you do have legitimate talent on your team, and maybe a shakeup in the coaching staff is what you need to make that talent, you know, perform. So you know you you definitely be down on it this year, but you you could see a big response from Michigan, assuming they get a new coach next year. Um, also, something I, I'm just reminding you of this because you had mentioned you wanted to talk about just like how this game hurt recruiting for Michigan
1: um yeah yeah so well one more note on what you just said yeah maybe some other coach can come in and do well with his recruits but that's actually what harbaugh did he came in and his first couple years at michigan were his best years by far he had like an eight uh 83 something percent winning win percentage which is like historically good um he i think he was like 20 something and four his first few years and then after that game, where the whole JT was short, fourth down, Ohio State converted and then won that game. Since then, he's like 20 and 19 or something. Like he's just around 500. Interesting. Um, and what's crazy is he's gotten worse with his own recruits. Like he comes in to a situation where Michigan had been historically bad, the coaches before him had not recruited well. And he's able to take those recruits and build a really solid team. And it, it's just – maybe that's just something he can't do. Like, he never had to do it with San Francisco. Maybe he yeah. just wasn't at some other place long enough to show that. But it almost seems like he just isn't a good recruiter. Um, So, maybe that's the problem. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, and at San
0: Francisco, I mean, what was the strength of that Niners team? It was their defense. And that's not Harbaugh's specialty. And mm-hmm. – Vic Fangio formerly the Bears DC was the Niners DC yeah and like so a lot of the credit of that team those teams go to the defense as opposed to Mm -hmm. so Harbaugh lucked into a good situation is what I'm saying
1: yeah that's yeah I mean he his resume you can't deny he has a solid resume but stuff like this makes you question how much of that was really him so and then the other note on recruiting like you said is the fact that Michigan had I believe 20 recruits came to Michigan at this game which schools do all the time like big night game let's bring all the recruits in show them how cool the stadium looks at night show them a big prime time game Yeah. yeah if you come to Michigan you can experience this and then you just get dog walked by wisconsin uh not a great look (laughs) and now with social media and everything all the recruits you're ever going to be reaching out to even if they weren't there see this uh they see how bad things are
0: by (laughs) wisconsin
1: yeah that that was that might yeah (laughs) yeah just uh
0: no offense to our dog listeners
1: yeah (laughs) it's not like the nfl where if you're really bad Let's tank for a draft pick, and we'll be better right. next year. If you're really bad in college, that hurts Whoops. you next year because yep. you have players decommit or players who were on the fence go the other direction. Like a bad year for Michigan and Harbaugh makes you worse next year. Well, on the flip side
0: for Notre Dame, one of the uh, guys I like to follow on Twitter, um, he was saying on his podcast that he he has like people that he's friends with or close with that's like close to like i guess recruiting at and specifically for athletics at notre dame mm-hmm. and after beating clemson like immediately the next that following monday they were already seeing an uptick in <laughs> recruitment possibilities yep. because you look like a solid team and you beat number one in the
1: country mm-hmm. oh. oh it makes a huge difference yeah so anyway that's all i'll say there because we've been going <laughs> for forever um yeah I I have have tons of thoughts, obviously, but
0: before we get to the NBA draft, which is like the one positive other than Notre Dame, I have another negative to talk about real quick. And (laughs) uh, this is switching sports entirely to my beloved baseball team, Mm. Chicago Cubs, um, Buster Olney of ESPN. uh, He wrote an article, which I did not read because i did not have the time but i read (laughs) But it sounds great i read i I read the uh analytics from people on twitter about it um Mm. basically in this article he mentioned that the there's a lot of news and rumors swirling about the cubs already this offseason and that the cubs have basically declared to the league that they're willing to trade any of their players including Chris Bryant, and Javi Baez, mm-hmm. um, both of which are, were players going into the season eligible for ex- big extensions from the Cubs, both of which had major down seasons. Um, so as a Cubs fan, it's, just, it, it's understandable. And really, the Cubs are doing the right thing by getting rid of them while they can, while they still might have as much value as they might possibly do. So you can get the best players you can. And there's also nobody I'd rather want to flip a team than Theo Epstein. and mm-hmm. this is his last year under contract as the Cubs president of baseball operations. Mm-hmm. So there's nobody I'd rather want to have to do this task. Um, but it's just sad, you know, uh, yep. four years ago was one of the best, you know, very seriously, one of the best years of my life. There's more than it happened than just the Cubs World Series, but very seriously, the Cubs World Series was literally one of the best moments of my life,
1: and one of the best sports moments in history. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and it's just, it's just been, uh, the t- oh, oh how the turntables, um, th- things have just kind of gone bad here pretty quickly Um, at this point you know I look at the Cubs who are they what does next year look like if they're gonna if they're opening up to trade anybody I think pitching staff wise you're still gonna have Kyle Hendricks Alec Mills and you Darvish Mm -hmm. Um, John Lester he is contract expired there's talks that he might be able to get a one-year deal back with the Cubs that's uncertain though Um, Jose Quintana, I don't even know where he's at with his contract, but Hmm. I've seen enough of him in a Cubs uniform. Uh, On the offensive side, um, your best piece to trade is Wilson Contreras, and it's going to be hard to willingly do that because he's one of, if not the best, catcher in the National League Mm -hmm. or the league in general when you combine offensive and defensive statistics.
1: And good catchers don't come by often.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um the biggest thing the Cubs do have a catcher down the pipeline that's high, that's pretty high up in the prospects. Mm-hmm. But he's still a prospect. He's not a you don't know what he is in the league yet. Right. So probably your highest value is Wilson Contreras. I could see them dealing him. Javi mm-hmm. Baez would be high up there. I could see them dealing him. Chris Bryant, there's speculation that the Cubs may not even get enough back for Chris Bryan that they would actually trade him, which is so sad being that he was a rookie of the year and MVP winner in back-to-back years.
1: His market dropped a lot this year. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, you're not going to be able to trade Jason Hayward because of his contract. Um, you could definitely trade Anthony Rizzo, but I don't think you're going to. Um, he he still is the heart of the team, and mm-hmm. he's the leader you would want to help bring up young Cubs that are you know coming next. Yeah. Uh I think the last person who is valuable for a trade and I would hate to say to see him leave but I think he'd be someone you could get the most for is Ian Happ. Uh Ian mm-hmm. Happ had a really good season this past year. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras and Hobby Baez, those three guys, if you trade them, you're going to get some some high prospects um to go with there. So Anyway, I just want to talk about that briefly. There's a lot, obviously, to happen, a lot to come. We don't know what this future looks like. There are just rumors at this point. Um, But it's just sad. You know, I knew I could tell the end of the era was coming, and this is confirmation that it's here. Um, And the thing that's scary as a Cubs fan is, will we ever return to this level that we were from 2015 to 2020? We missed the playoffs once during that stretch.
1: Yeah, like is that a no Cubs great fan peak that lived, or,
0: Yeah, yeah, no Cubs fan before that can ever would would have killed to see that. And not only did you make the playoffs, you went to three straight NLCSs. You won the World Series. Um, it's hmm. a dream come true, and it's just you know. I made the joke about the oh how the turntables but in another office meme of you know I wish I knew when it was it was the good old days before they act what is the quote exactly I wish
1: there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you leave them or something yeah, yeah.
0: and uh that's definitely how it feels for the Cubs so hmm. uh I'll still sport my cubby blue but uh looks like we're in for a, a, a rough few years well the good if thing- only Tony LaRusso was available to be the next manager <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah oh man it's the kind of thing where even if it is the end of the era and it never is that good again kind of like the blackhawks um at least you were a fan during the run like you'll always have those memories so that yeah for sure all right
0: last thing and we'll touch just briefly on this um like joe biden does to women um just briefly just briefly and tenderly (laughs) um the nba draft Yep. Uh it's coming up this Wednesday, November eighteenth. The Bulls have the fourth overall pick. The Pistons have the seventh. Uh for our full in full in, full on draft analysis, <laughs> yep. go check out our special edition of the Shoot Your Shot scorecast, which I believe will be up on our all our social medias and YouTube later on Tuesday. Hmm. Um but specifically my thoughts for the Bulls. I the Bulls um, they really need either a, sh- a small forward or a point guard if you're looking to fit for position. Um, For the Bulls, there's been a lot of talk about trades that maybe they could do, um, including Wendell Carter Jr. Um, He's the main one that's been talked about. There's mm-hmm. been discussion that L- Lowry Markinen is untouchable, which I don't understand why. You <laughs> must see a lot of crazy potential in him. After a couple of really bad years, and I I understand Jim Boyan was an awful coach, and maybe Billy Donovan, maybe Billy Donovan's already seen Lowry marketing work out, and he's like, "Do not trade this kid." I don't. Yeah, know. that's interesting. Yeah, but here's um here's a, my two notes on the Bulls, and then I'll tr- turn it over to you. Um, mm-hmm. first is that um, the Bull nobody knows, like it has been a story. Among NBA hot NBA headlines, the past few years, the past few days and week or so, that nobody knows has any idea what the Bulls are planning to do on draft day. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows the or this offseason. Nobody knows the Bulls are trying to go after a big free agent, if they're trying to go after a big trade, if they're trying to trade on draft day, trade up, trade down. Nobody has a clue. Uh, Arturis Karnashovas is like either playing things super close to the chest or he's sending out mixed signals. And as a Bulls fan, I just have to say I love that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's way too much of like people saying things um I guess almost prematurely. And I don't know why more teams don't play things closer to the chest. Um like Artur's Karnashovis is doing. So I love that because you never know, there might be a big maybe there's a big like international piece that fewer people are talking about but our tourist kind of show is aware about but because he's sending you basically like smoke screens about these other players mm-hmm. he'll have you know kind of a free path to this other player i don't know maybe i'm just being hopeful but i really love that about him um the last thing uh my other my second bulls thought is uh shoot what was it oh Even though I do think the Bulls should try to draft a point guard or a small forward, in general I think the Bulls should take the best talent available. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because you've had these players that show promise for two years under a tyrannical dictator named Jim Boylan, and it was just a really bad experience and none of these players developed. Some of them stepped back in their development like Larry Mm Markinen. And as with a new Bulls brass and a good head coach in Billy Donovan – in many ways I'd rather just say just get the best player you can, whomever that is. Don't trade anything away. Just get the best piece you can at four and see what your team looks like this year. Because I think the change in coaching could be enough um that you could see this Bulls team make it into the playoffs. Um especially I don't know if you saw but they're proposing a new playoff structure where they have a the seven, eight, nine, ten seeds would then play a play in tournament to determine the seventh and eighth seeds. I love it. Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so especially yeah. if they go to ten teams for the postseason, mm-hmm. the Bulls have a great shot to make it. So Yep. But that's that's my thoughts on the Bulls in the NBA draft. What do you got for the Pistons?
1: Yeah, we're kind of both in a unique place of excitement where we have top ten draft picks for our teams and both have new GMs. Yep. Um and it's kind of been the same with Troy Weaver and the Pistons. Like he's come out and said everything's on the table when he was been asked if they're interested in moving up in the draft he said everything's on the table we may move up we may move back we might we like where we're at like he's kind of playing things close to the vest too and there's a lot of excitement with that because um anytime you have a new gm and a chance to kind of rebuild because everybody knows that the pistons need to rebuild um i'm kind of like you like yeah, if you look at needs for the Pistons, our biggest needs right now are point, guard, and center. But if you're going to really rebuild this team, forget about needs. Like, Yeah, just get the best player. Because by the time you're ready to contend, you're a good player again, you, this whole team's going to be different. Yeah. So you don't have – every position is a need. Um, and, and
0: I strongly feel that the NBA draft is just – like in the NFL. in the NFL, yeah, you can draft according to need. Mm-hmm. In the NBA – there's so fewer very talented players in the draft. Like the at some point there's such a big drop off of talent level in the NBA draft that picking according to need to a certain extent becomes kind of stupid.
1: Right, and NFL is so position based like yeah. You need a running back, you need receivers, you need a quarterback. Like You can't just say, well, we're just going to be really stacked on running. You don't need running. a quarterback. We're going to be really stacked on receivers and not have a quarterback. Like It just doesn't work that way. And I get you have to have a variety of different kinds of skill sets in the NBA, but in the NBA, especially with the way it's trendy, and you really can build your team, or, like base your, your style and your game plan around the kinds of players you have. Um, so you don't need to worry as much about well we do already have a center and so we don't want to draft another big you know like yeah imagine game plan to get your guys minutes imagine
0: if the pelicans had not traded anthony davis and they had anthony davis as like your big man you know superstar and then they still get the first pick and they're like yeah I don't think we're going to take Zion, though, because we already have a big man superstar. We don't really need him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's stupid. Yep. So, anyway.
1: So, yeah. Um, well, again, like you said, check out our scorecast. Uh, I really like that show. I'm excited for the future of that. And we yeah, yeah had a unique episode with the NBA-centric uh, topics and draft yep. and pre- all that stuff. So, check that out. Um, but just a nice <laughs> excitement, finally. Uh, yep. A silver lining, which we'll get to, but just like a nice way to end our main topics, which have all just been depressing and disgusting. Step for Notre Dame,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, I know. Uh, he, so here's the deal, listeners. Uh, Man, of Michigan Hat is still working through his punishment um, from from <laughs> from last.
1: I almost forgot.
0: (laughs) Last rounds, cap or no cap. Mm -hmm. Um, So even though he's still working on that, we're going to go ahead and move on and start a new round of cap or no cap here. Um, But before we get into that, let's take a quick break. All right. So cap or no cap, um, man, Michigan hat, do you have your relish with you?
1: I don't. You want me to go grab (laughs) it?
0: Yes, you should go grab it. And uh, I'll, explain, I'll explain how we're changing things up uh, okay. while you go grab it. All right, I'll be right back. All right, so uh, while he's going and grabbing his relish, like I said, we're about to start a new, uh, a new round of Cap or No Cap. And, you know, we've done two full rounds of baseball specifically for hats, but we've kind of decided, you know, there's other sports that have kind of like random weird logos and so we're going to continue kind of going in that trend Uh, but we're going to take a break from baseball for a minute and we're going to do hockey so for cap or no cap the official instructions are that we will both take turns describing the hat or logo um, of a minor or independent league or international or any hockey team at all from around the world we'll keep tally to see who can score 10 first and the loser faces a punishment to be determined by the winner and the listeners. So that is our new instructions for Cap or No Cap. The man in Michigan had his back right on cue. Um, he has his trusty <laughs> condiment with him.
1: Heinz, not a sponsor. Looks like you're halfway done. I am. I'm at least halfway through it now. So. In the words
0: of Bon Jovi, you're halfway, halfway <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. all right i could use your prayer <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna go it, last time went surprisingly well um i think i'm starting to like find ways to cope with yeah. the flavor kind of yeah. a little bit of familiarity now i know don't what talk yourself into. up
0: too much now <laughs> and then i just throw up <laughs> <off it. laughs> yeah so yeah so again he's gonna do this just to keep working on his punishment he's got to finish the whole relish bottle he's about halfway done uh, I've been pretty proud of you for how quickly you've actually been going through it. Thanks, dad. So, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> junior. Go for it whenever you're ready.
1: Uncap the, the multitude of drinks I'll have ready. <laughs> and here we go. Oh. <laughs> All right. Another one. <laughs> that was too much did you (laughs) i got a little overconfident did did you puke just now no oh okay (coughs) i was close though (laughs) okay so that first one went down yeah you did well really well i felt i was feeling good That's um (laughs) and uh kind of like uh my sports teams i got a little overconfident uh kind of lost sight of the game plan and uh Stop doing what was working, and so yeah. Because um, you put a, ooh.
0: you tried to squeeze a whole bunch in there, didn't you?
1: Mm, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. But overall, it's getting better. Um, we it's, made a little more still, progress there.
0: It's still entertaining for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it just never gets old. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man! Ooh. All right. Well, let's get into. Our new round of Cap or No Cap. I already explained the rules to the listeners. So, do um, you
1: explain how there's a possibility I may lose this one before I even finish the punishment for my last <laughs> loss?
0: I did not bring that up.
1: Are we going to ten again? Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, but I, yeah, I just explained that we're doing hockey now. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first?
1: You want to flip a coin, or you want me to pick?
0: Sure, flip a coin.
1: All right. You want heads or tails?
0: I will take tails.
1: And it is heads. So <coughs> um, sure, you're going to defer to the second half. I want to for... guess first, so you can describe your.
0: All right. Let me take a sip of my water. Oh. I'm Let up.
1: me take a sip of my relish. <laughs> oh, nice. Hide in the hide in the screen again.
0: Yeah. All right. It's a good picture. Thank you.
1: If you're just listening, yeah, it's a picture of Kyle and his daughter. Yeah. We bought her a discount
0: Wonder Woman costume after Halloween. Oh,
1: was that the Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. There you it was go. like it was like three bucks. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. Normally fifteen. So Nice. There you go. That's called bargain shopping. <laughs> Definitely, definite dad move.
0: Yeah. It was actually my wife's idea, but yeah. No, All that's right. a good idea. So, I'm going to be describing to you a hockey logo and this logo is a circle. And the circle has like a yellow beigeish color background and like a desert kind of background. And you know it's a desert because there's various cacti and one of those cow head skulls that mm-hmm. you see in like westerns and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Classic. Yep. Um, standing in front of this backdrop is a green iguana and it has a mini hockey helmet on and is using its tail to either block a puck or shoot a puck. It's a little unclear based on where the puck is positioned on its tail. Mm. But yeah. So man, Michigan hat, am I capping or not capping?
1: It sounds really cool. Um, and when I hear things like this, a lot of times I try to think regionally, like, would this be a farm team for phoenix or like you know um or i guess now it's just arizona right the, uh, i think it's
0: the arizona coyotes,
1: coyotes yeah. yeah um coyotes coyotes <laughs>
0: where are you from <laughs> oh, lots of places
1: <laughs> um huh really good visual But I just like regionally, there's not that many teams that would be in desert areas. And so it's not that I know Arizona's farm team that well or anything, but just I'm going to take my chances that there's not that many teams that would have this logo and say cap.
0: You're correct. I made that up. You know, it's interesting because I can see that logic, but at the same time, that's to me where, like, a lot of the farm teams would end
1: up. True. Like, more yeah. in
0: those towns where there's right. not a professional hockey team.
1: And it doesn't necessarily have to be in a similar climate to have that logo, you know?
0: Yeah, like, it could so, be. Yeah. And, like, also, you, th- you thought of the Coyotes. I mean, the Vegas Golden Knights play in... Right, that's like true. Like, Vegas is a desert, basically. I always kind of forget they're a team now. San Jose is, you know, yeah. down. Like, there's teams that fit that description, but you did a good job sniffing it out. Thanks.
1: Dallas Stars. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so maybe my logic wasn't great, but I just got lucky. <laughs> Whatever it is, though, I'll take the one nothing lead if and you know. see if I can extend that lead. Okay, <clears throat> so what I'm describing to you is also a logo, which... So we've with cap no cap in the past we did like it could either be a logo or a cap. So with this, mm-hmm. is it either like a logo or a sweater, like we described the whole sweater?
0: I this is a good question.
1: This is um, just a logo, but I just thought of that. Yeah, I I feel like this. Hmm. Or we can just do logos, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think just logos is going to be what this hockey inter- iteration of cap or no cap is going to be.
1: Gotcha. So just do logos. Cool. Well, this is just a logo. Um, maybe if we
0: do maybe if we do like football in the future, you could do with a helmet or the logo yeah, or that'd be yeah,
1: I don't know to kind of get back to the cap thing, but yeah, yeah, no, this is good because yeah, hockey they don't have like a helmet. They have a black or helmet <laughs> or with a, a white clear blue. visor <laughs> cap or no cap <laughs> And a white chin strap. Yep. okay. So my logo, it starts with like yours, a circle, a yellow mm-hmm. circle. Um, oh, a yellow... Oh, so. Yeah, so this is like a brighter, not like a tan circle or anything, it's just yellow. Huh. And then in front of that yellow circle, um, which I it kind of seems like it's supposed to be the moon, um, mm-hmm. you have what looks like a gremlin from the gremlin movie. It has like the bat ears um, with like the spines that stick out and the web behind it. So it's like, it looks like a bat's wing for its ears. Okay. And it has yellow eyes with red pupils, and it's this gray, grayish, purplish gremlin. Um, sharp teeth, mouth is open, snarling, uh, and it has two claws up on top of the team name, and then underneath that is the name of the team. Um, it, it almost is close enough to the gremlins that it, I'm surprised they didn't run into like copyright issues. Um, so yeah. Cap or no cap?
0: Huh. I'm not... I'm really... I think I have a leaning, but it's also kind of up in the air, too. It's, like, not a very strong leaning. Okay. Um, I'm thinking... So, I was thinking... I was thinking cap for a long time. And the more you described the gremlin, the more it seemed like no cap to me. Mm-hmm. And so my leaning at the end of this was no cap. But I don't... Mm. It, it definitely seems, seems like something you can make up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see you describing it oh something real this way too uh i'm just gonna go with my instinct and go with no cap
1: uh that is correct oh, yes so here i'm going to put the picture on here should we do like a screen share or anything or
0: uh if you oh, would well, rather do it, that than on the you doc. can look
1: no i just posted it right there okay wow So, yeah, we'll post this later. I was just thinking, if we were doing live, maybe we'd do a screen share instead. Their team name is Beast? Their team name Uh, is Beast (laughs) of New Haven. Just Beast. Beast. Not Beasts. Not the Beasts or Beasts. It's Beast of New Haven.
0: (laughs) That's that's stupid.
1: They were an (laughs) ice hockey team in the AHL from 97 to 98 and 98 to 99. So, just for two years in New Haven, Connecticut. That's so stupid. (laughs) Beast of New Haven. Beast. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like the... Uh, in the NHL hits. Beast! <laughs> <laughs> they should make an AHL hits.
0: Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, man. Did you say what then. team they
1: fed into? Uh, He's usually AHL teams feed into... It was just for two years. Oh, affiliated with the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers. <laughs> So, for two years, they were they affiliates two. of two different teams.
0: <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Well, yeah. with a crappy name like that, I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, man. Huh. Interesting. Well, um, let's get into our we're fi- very final segment. We're going to cut one of them because of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, check in for our sports acronyms next week. Got some uh, good But ones. our final segment is You an Idiot. So... Every week we select an absolute moron from the past few weeks in sports or otherwise and shout about them. Here we go. So I'm going to start first because I'm really curious to hear what you think about this. I'm changing from what I originally wrote in our notes, okay? Oh, interesting. It relates – I really had to practice restraint earlier because it relates to everything we were talking about earlier, but I wanted to save it for this segment. Okay. There is legitimately people on Twitter – that i think need to be checked into a mental institute of some sort mm. um <laughs> mainly because i already agree with you <laughs> <a lot of laughs> and that's my affinity of the week so <laughs> twitter people <laughs> yeah no so there's a lot of bears fans that I, I i don't even understand this but there's a lot of bears fans on saturday night who are tweeting at, like, Bears writers, what do you think about the Bears, if they fire Nagy, about the Bears hiring Harbaugh next year? Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh. People were tweeting this as the Michigan-Wisconsin game was happening. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what? And I tweeted out, I responded to somebody's tweet, and I said, Absolutely 100% do it. Or I said absolutely 100% equivocally do whatever you can to not hire Harbaugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Why would a like, team who's often has struggled on offense and struggled to have an identity and coasted on their brand for too long and has never been able to find a good quarterback want a head coach who's done the exact same thing at Michigan?
0: I think, I think Bears fans look at Harbaugh and are like, oh, well, the 49ers were in the Super Bowl. Um, but I I just I I and even if that's the reason you want him, that's fine. I just can't believe you're choosing this Wisconsin blowout of Michigan at home. That's a great to,
1: time to think this. Yeah.
0: Oh, maybe Harbaugh would be good. For, and people are people are stupid. They're just like like because people would be people would respond and be like, "Are you watching the same game I'm watching? Like, do you really want Harbaugh?" And people would respond and say, "Yeah, well, the NFL is different." I'm like. Yeah, but he was in the NFL, like
1: right, and yeah, I do think he'll be more successful if he goes to the NFL. He'll probably have more success there than he did at Michigan, relatively. But you raised just, some interesting points with San Francisco. Like, it's not like he built that team up out of nothing. Like respect for what he did there, but there's reasons to think maybe that was kind of
0: what. I mean, think about Colin Kaepernick
1: too. Like.
0: Nobody thought Colin Kaepernick was going to be as good as he was that Super Bowl season. Right. And so, really, he kind of lucked into that situation, too.
1: And Um, he got a lot of credit for that. And everyone said he's a quarterback whisperer because he basically – giving him all the credit for what Kaepernick did. But then going to Michigan, if he's a quarterback whisperer, why does it take him five years to start a quarterback that he recruited? And when he finally does, now there's news this week. There's a quarterback competition again. Um, (laughs) So – if he is a quarterback whisperer, a college team that recruits well seems like a perfect place to find a good quarterback, and he's never done it.
0: I just, for me, the reason this is my effing idiot is just, I could just couldn't get over Bears. I know Bears fans are desperate and hungry for a new coach yeah. and a new front office and a new shot at a, just a new team in general. I get it. I get it. But I just couldn't believe that people during the Wisconsin-Michigan game were tweeting out that they wanted Harbaugh to be the next coach of the Bears, I just couldn't believe it.
1: If you if if Bears fans want to find a college coach, there's eight. There, you, I could name eight oh. coaches in oh. just the Big Ten that yeah. would be a better fit. Yeah, like I saw some f- reports for Pat Fitzgerald. I did that, too. That'd be I'm a great move. I'm pumped about that. Ryan I'm Day has that. NFL ties. Maybe you get him to leave Ohio State. That would be huge. Like for you, uh, <laughs> that, yeah, I would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's basically almost yeah. any other coach in the Big Ten, um, who I would give a shot over Harbaugh. Yep. So no, no I
0: I'm totally on board with you. And yeah, yeah, I think I the the Pat Fitzgerald thing that was a rumor that came out that um yeah it's interesting. And I would love this by the way because two years ago when the Packers were looking for a coach, they reached out to Pat Fitzgerald and he declined and the report recently came out that Pat Fitzgerald basically would say no to an NFL job unless it was with the Bears and as a mm-hmm. Bears fan and like i'm like i'm low key like when i cheer for Big 10 i like to see northwestern do well i like to see wisconsin do well like i like illinois. to watch those two teams yeah illinois mm-hmm. cuz they're local to me right. um uh but in any case it would be awesome for Pat for the story to be Pat Fitzgerald turned down Green Bay to coach the Bears, it and it could be just awesome. be a perfect
1: storm because he's been super like he's turned down really good offers from other colleges. Yep. colleges too. Like he just loves Northwestern, but maybe it'd be a perfect thing where the Bears just are the one team he'd be willing to make an exception for, uh, because of local ties. So yeah, and, it's interesting.
0: And Pat Fitzgerald is clearly a good coach.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Very few coaches can do as much as he does with as little talent as he has. Oh,
0: yeah. So I can't, I really hope that if the Bears really can get him, I'd be pumped about that. By yeah. the way, speaking of coaching, I know you're going to talk about a coach here in a minute, but mm-hmm. um, I was also seeing – I heard a report, and I think I mentioned it to you, that there was a report that Michigan is expected to like reach out to Urban Meyer or something like that did you see that
1: yeah (laughs) apparently there's some rumors that they offered him like some obscene like 50 million dollar deal or something word part of me gets it because you want to win you i I desperately want to win
0: i get it yeah
1: and i don't want to be that elitist guy who says oh we win the right way at michigan like there's a lot of stuff I'm willing. That's to That's why we
0: hired AJ Hinch as our manager. Right, exactly.
1: I had no <laughs> yeah. problem with AJ Hinch, yeah. uh, so I'm. I don't want to come off as like a holier than thou, but man, Urban Meyer is a scumbag, dude. Like nobody, people don't talk about that 2008 Florida team enough. That was like one of the most toxic in football environments in college history. Did they win that year? I think they won the national championship that year over Ohio okay. State. Um, okay. But you had Aaron Hernandez on that team. Um, I've heard of him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Multiple players who committed uh, committed crimes. You had Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Yeah, it's just ironic that he was the face of that team, and he's like yeah. the most uh, – yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it It just obviously issues there. Then he leaves with the – heart condition and then he's cured magically the next year he goes to Ohio State has culture issues there domestic violence issues um, things that were kind of covered up and not handled as they should have been and then he has health issues and bails there I mean obviously I want to win and he's just objectively a good coach but I don't know I don't think I could do it, but it's interesting. I don't think it'll happen, but, yeah, it's um.
0: – I I wasn't aware of this, but my brother-in-law mm. made me aware that after uh, Charlie Weiss got fired from Notre Dame, Notre Dame pursued Urban Meyer, and he chose Florida over mm. Notre Dame, which is interesting. So Notre mm. Dame's basically their second choice was Brian Kelly. So
1: It's like a big what if, yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Um, um.
0: All right, well, tell me about <sighs> the other coach that would frustrate you. <laughs>
1: So, That's yeah, great. this is a former coach <laughs> for good reason. Bill O'Brien, um, man, it's not like he angers me personally, but it, it was just a reminder to everyone again this week when you see DeAndre Hopkins leaping over three defenders to make a Hail Mary game play of the catch. Year. Yeah, yeah, play of the year up to this point. Yeah. Just a reminder that Bill O'Brien traded this guy for half a box of donuts and a washed-up running back um Whoa! he got donuts with that deal right it makes it sound better right no i think it was it was a second round pick and david johnson yeah um okay so firstly the fact that he didn't get a first rounder for hopkins is like one of the all-time worst trades
0: do you think when he when he sent that email That said, I would like to trade DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick in David Johnson. Do you think at the end of his email he said, or maybe at the end of all his emails, do you think it says, I'm B.O.B. and I approve this message? (laughs) Right.
1: Like, I feel like... I've got the magic (laughs) It's one of those emails you send or, like, offers that hits your desk if you're other GMs where you check the date and just make sure, is it... Did I miss that it's April Fool's or something? Right. Okay, so these are other wide receivers that were traded away that... Got a first round pick in return. Percy Harvin, Roy Williams, Joey Galloway, Peerless Price, Keyshawn Johnson. Didn't Brand-
0: Stephon Diggs just get traded this season and get number one when pick he went to or? Buffalo?
1: Well, like or, these are all like low level guys. Like all these big name guys definitely got first round picks. Amari Cooper, did. Amari Br- Cooper, yeah. Brandon Cooks did twice when he was traded. Both times, OBJ did like. Uh, all the big name players it's just a given that you're going to return a first round but
0: deandre hopkins even before this
1: year with arizona was already up there with a lot of those players he was already considered one of the best three receivers in the league with houston um so the fact that they got basically nothing for him was is uh just an all-time terrible move but then this one's talked about less but the fact that he traded away basically their whole future to go and get um to get tackle uh, Laramie Tunsil. They oh, yeah. he gives Miami two first round picks and a second round pick. Oh, um word. and then Tunsil that in twenty nineteen he leads all offensive tackles and penalties and just has been kind of underwhelming. Like he's been Whew. solid, but the fact that you basically think he's gonna be the cornerstone anchor of your team for the future. Like you trade you trade Hopkins away, who is what made your offense special, him and Watson. You trade away half of that equation for basically nothing and then you trade away your whole future to get an offensive lineman um so then as gm and head coach he gets fired and now has screwed over whoever the next guy is in houston um because they don't have any first round draft picks now this year or next year so um yeah just kind of everybody knows how bad he was and how stupid he was and how he Another example, only getting a third-round pick for Jadavian Clowney, um, who was a number one overall pick and obviously has been disappointing at times, but definitely worth more than a third-round pick. Um, So everybody knew that he kind of screwed that team over and was not a good GM or coach, um, but just it was brought to the forefront again by seeing how good Hopkins was this past weekend. Um,
0: Yeah. People are idiots. Yes they Especially are. Especially Bill O'Brien. <laughs> and his crater chin. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's let me plug in my laptop. Hold on. <laughs> oh. Hurry. All right. Let's uh we'll <laughs> The laptop uh, fading screen is our signal that this show must come to an end, so (laughs) let's let's get into our silver lining. So, Man of Michigan Hat, do you have anything uplifting or positive, or are you just a human black hole void of any emotion?
1: Yeah, just the the only positive we had to share in our main news topics, once again, the NBA draft. It's just exciting. With a new GM, there's hope that comes with that. A high draft draft pick. Yeah. so I'll be watching – I don't know if I'll watch the whole coverage or whatever, but normally the NBA draft is kind of something I just check and see the picks later, but this will be something I kind of track live. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of a new level of excitement around the Pistons, yep. which there hasn't been for several years. Yep.
0: So, yeah, I'm my, my that's my silver lining too. I'm right there with you. I'm just going to piggyback on that one because uh, normally I'm a pretty positive guy, but I cannot think of any positive spin for the Bears – or the Cubs. Or the
1: the Blackhawks.
0: Notre Dame's been a silver lining.
1: Yeah. But uh, but I've been there, though, with no silver linings anywhere to look. Yeah. Except for maybe one team. So this week we're both positive on basketball. Woo! And
0: it was confirmed that March Madness is going to take place essentially in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't shocking news to me. But what's good good news about it is that seems like it's going to happen
1: so yep at least they're already thinking yeah through it so yeah so
0: that's good for college basketball <laughs> Well, that's what we're frustrated about today what about you share your frustrations with us or about us at real elephant podcast on social media or frustration nation at shootyourshotsports.com you can follow me at George 94 you can follow man michigan hat at michigan hat on twitter voice your frustrations leave us a review if you're frustrated that this episode is over because you want to hear more be sure to look for new episodes every tuesday and thursday everywhere you can get podcasts and be sure to subscribe if you get as frustrated as we do or you just enjoy hearing us gab, consider supporting the show on Patreon for a monthly subscription or Venmo tip jar for a one-time donation. Every little bit helps, even $1, which is more money than I will pay for anything Bears-related until they fire everyone, makes a big difference for us. We appreciate the support. Now get out there and frustrate the hate. And oh, by the way, don't forget that this is we're down to one episode of Frustration Nation a week. And our second episode, quote unquote, is now the Shoot Your Shot Scorecast live on Sportscaster, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube every Wednesday night.
1: I'm looking forward to sports. Uh, to to <laughs> sports, <laughs> to score. <laughs> I just had like a a brain shut down there for a second. <laughs> Sc- score to sports. Yeah, to Scorecast this week. Um, yeah, yeah. Try to get back on the right track.
0: <laughs> yeah, last week was rough.
1: Yeah, just a rough week for everyone. Some bad beats and bad breaks, and yeah, we'll get back on track though. Make our money back so. for the listeners.
0: That's right. Because we won't be wrong. (laughs) Never.